hello and welcome to you all wherever you're listening. Well, this is Coach Mark in Manila here and it's nice to be back with you after a brief break from podcasting for a little while. And there's been a few complications my side, uh, not least with some dental issues that has, uh, yes, caused some real big health issues. But thankfully, I'm getting back up on my feet. That's a nice idiom. And it's lovely to be here with you all once again. So today, I'd like to speak to you about your career and your interview possibilities. So when you're using English as a second language, it is, uh, it's always harder to navigate uh, searching for a job and making the right impact in an interview. But let's talk about how you can really focus on making an excellent job when you do get into that interview and prior to it. So the first thing I'd like to say to you is if you are looking to either immigrate, moving overseas temporarily or permanently, um, or perhaps just work for a multinational company but stay within your own country, many of my uh, students in Turkey are trying to do this uh, to obviously get paid in euro or dollars. Um, and of course, you know, all around the world, I work with students from all over China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, South America. So, you know, wherever you are, I can assist you. But let's talk about the main thing is, from your point of view, to beat the competition, you need to stand out from the crowd. Okay. It's a digital world these days, and it is a crowded one. Many of you using um, the same platforms to try and apply for the same jobs. And, you know, uh, it's a problem. I often coach my students in our sessions. And if you're going to do that, you really need to find what you're good at so you can just focus on applying for specific jobs, not all of the jobs. And ideally, I'd say you don't even want to apply through those platforms because everybody else is. You're going to be facing huge competition. So it's much better for you to go about it a different way. And if you're interested to find out what those different ways are, and I've got some fantastic killer suggestions for you that will help you get in for an interview without letting your job advertised, then I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join one of my group sessions. I'm trialing this and I anticipate this will work exceptionally well. So if you check out the link down below or just pop across to my website to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com, you will be able to click the link either there or down below in the description here, wherever you're listening to me, and sign up to join one of my group sessions. Now, these are a restricted, limited basis only because it's a group. And what I'm looking to do is take groups of students who are at C1 level or above. So if you're not sure whether you're a C1 level, then feel free to book a free uh, coaching session with me, just a 30-minute session. We can check your level. And again, you can do that via my website. Um, but what we're doing in those sessions is we're all coming together to practice our English as a second language. We're doing role plays together, meetings, presentations, interview practice, okay? And we're also gonna be working on IELTS. So again, if you're studying for IELTS because you're trying to immigrate or you need it for a career move, Again, if you jump onto one of those group sessions with me, they're 60 minutes long, and you're going to be joining with groups of students from around the world. There will be a maximum of 10 students in a session and a minimum of six to make them work effectively. If for whatever reason you sign up for a session and you don't get a minimum number of six, you'll have added benefits because you'll be able to have one-on-one -on -one sessions with me. And that is for a fantastic price of just $7.95. Yes, I did say that. $7.95 for 60 minutes. 
which quite frankly is way below my usual pricing. But the reason I'm doing this is I am trying to help as many people as possible in one go. And if I do this via sessions, I can reach more people in a short amount of time. It also enables you to practice accents because let's face it, you're going to be working with people from all over the world in your jobs and careers, and they're not all going to be native English speakers. So if you're only practicing your coaching and speaking skills with an English or American, Canadian, Australian, South African speaking person of English, as a native speaker, you're going to miss out on a huge opportunity there to try listening to, say, somebody from Germany but speaking English as a second or somebody from, say, China speaking English as a second language. So the specific thing that I do in these group sessions is I'm going to be bringing you all together to practice together to understand each other's accents. And certainly from the small test one that I did, it had amazing and fun results. It's a safe space, so there's no criticism or judgment here, but we give each other feedback on the, the accents, whether people could understand your pronunciation, and equally, you can ask other people what you trying to say there and help them so it's a very symbiotic if you don't know what that is jump in a session with me and we can talk about those bigger words it's a symbiotic approach and um, holistically it's going to give you so much on so many levels practice your listening skills your presentation skills your confidence skills and of course communicating in a clear and concise way IELTS yeah we cover that uh, general conversations and topics uh, such as you know general day-to-day -day, doing business transactions as well as the everyday shopping stuff so you name it you will find that we will cover it in these sessions and I'm only running them several times during the week on an evening here it is Manila time so you will need to adjust your time zone accordingly but I've done it at a later time as possible here to allow as many people over crossing the west chance to jump onto the session too for their time zone so do feel free to check it out you can book by clicking the link very quickly down below here and i hope to see you all there and i really think it represents excellent value for money so get in touch book your space they will go fast so going back to what we were talking about yeah standing out from the crowd so if you think about it, to make success of looking for your new career, you have to think about how you're going to stand out. And finding what you're good at allows you to do that. It sets yourself apart, okay? So the main thing is, is that you need to differentiate yourself from your competitors, okay? From the other people also wanting that job. And when you think about it, you need to identify, well, who is the employer? Who is your core employer who wants you? Okay. And if you can narrow that down for your skills and your services, right, you can make your CV, resume and your interview approach more targeted. Right? People such as your potential employer will know exactly what they're going to get from you from their very first interaction. And that will make them want to have you for an interview and hopefully offer you the job. So if you can find what you're good at and stick to it and then identify who those key employers are. And again, if you don't know how to do that, into one of my group sessions here because that's exactly what we're going to do we're going to help do that um, we're going to build a whole community here that helps you get yourselves into jobs overseas to, to migrate successfully and be confident in your english or public speaking right so that's the important thing firstly understand what you're good at and then secondly who is your main target employer 
Now, when you have done that, okay, you can really start to exploit and maximize your skills. And this allows you then to ask for a salary that you absolutely deserve, right? Okay, because you are going to only target your applications and interviews to key employers who match your specific skills and want your specific skills. We're not talking about just, you know, sort of just blast out your resume everywhere and let's hope that one of them works because that's a really bad way to go about it. If you follow my step-by-step -step guide, which I will show you in our group sessions, then you will get an offer from one company that you still really desire and want to work for and it's going to pay you the salary you want. Compared to your blasting out your resume all over, you might get offers from companies that quite frankly aren't going to pay you what you really wanted. So you've just wasted your time. So don't waste your time. You can spend years trying to work this one out or have a couple of group sessions with me and have the answers and your job more importantly. So it's really important for you that you do that. Okay, and that will help you then boost your earning power or negotiate better pay rises in the future because you're working on presenting yourself as the expert, the specialist for the job they're advertising. And I want you then to focus your energy. So when you're searching uh, for your new job, um, there's a big risk of spreading yourself, as I've said earlier, very thin. Okay, too thin and you've only got so many hours in a day and it's important you identify very quickly who and what those employers are, where they're based and then focus your efforts on reaching them. All right, and that lets you do less, but do, do it better. Okay, now when you think about it, this takes the pressure off you. Uh, makes it easier for employers as well to reach out and find and connect with you quickly. And the more specific you can be in your approach to this, your cover letter, your resume, and your interview, of course, the better the offer is you're going to get, all right? So how do you go about all of this I've just spoken about? Well, again, as I say, the best thing is jump in the group sessions. This is what we're gonna work through each week. But here's a quick guide for you now. Firstly, research. Okay, research what the competition is doing. Your competitors are your fellow people always looking for the same job as you, right? See what they're doing. See what they're offering. Try and see if you can find their resumes. What are they writing about themselves, okay? How are people who are competing against you showing up, all right? Now, the goal of that research is not to get caught up in a comparison between yourself and them, right? Your aim is not to feel defeated or discouraged but to identify exactly where you might fit into the options facing your potential employers, okay? So for example, um, you might want to look at things such as, well, what are the employers looking for? And then see how many of your fellow competitors are out there providing those skills. Now, if there's plenty of people with those skills, it's going to be hard, isn't it, for you to equally get in there for that employer with that skill. But let's say there's a skill that particular employer is looking for, and not many people have that one. That's the one you need to focus on improving, obtaining, or achieving if you haven't got that already. Then you write your letter and your approach based on the fact you have this unique skill that they are looking for, and you know not many of your competitors for this job have. That's going to make you stand out straight away because you will only be one of a few that turns up in that cover letter and that resume saying this, and they'll want to see you and speak to you and hopefully hire you, okay? So this is really, really important. 
Also, um, doing this type type of analysis helps you see where your value lies. Okay, so financially speaking, how much are you worth? Okay, and what is it worth to the company to hire somebody like you with this unique skill? Okay, so th this process is finding that sweet spot really between um, the competitors that you have for the same job. Okay, and also the new offering, what you can add to that that they don't have, and then how much that is worth, okay, to your potential employer. Right? So you need to have a look at what they're offering, okay, who else is offering what you're offering, okay, and what do other com competitors from the job do really well, okay, what are they good at, okay. Um, then also, what about them might turn off some potential employers? So you've got to think about their weak points as well. Okay? And that's important because this starts to get you thinking about the idea of what gaps exist in the market and where you could find you could fit into that gap. Okay. Um, for example, somebody who needs a high level of English for that job. Okay. Uh, but they don't have it, or maybe if you're talking about software engineer and you have great people skills but not many software engineers you know do, then that is an area that you've got an added advantage on. So you want to talk about that in your resume, in your cover letter, say you have fantastic people skills as well as engineering and coding experience. Okay, It's a very um, controversial subject that many of the HR managers I speak to are so frustrated that they try to hire engineers but their people skills are lacking for greater coding, they're lacking at team and people skills. If you can say I've got great people skills and great coding experiences, the HR managers will love you because you're going to make their life a little bit easier, right? And also you want to look at basically the comparison in the sense of um, how are you going to make yourself stand out against these other guys and girls? All right. So who else is offering what you're offering? What are they doing really well? What about them might turn off some employers? Okay. And how does it compare? How, how do you make yourself then present yourself to say, hey, I've got all of these things. If you're not sure how to answer that one again, jump into my group session because we'll go through this in great detail in that 60 minute Zoom webinar. So then you need to find mm -hmm, the employers, right? Okay. So it's really important that you have a good idea of who they are. And you need to take concrete steps to better understand your target employer. Drill it down into exactly who you want to work for. So this means about knowing who you're trying to speak to and present yourself to, what they're interested in, where they live, perhaps their values. Try to understand more about those companies. Um, when you think about it, social media channels are a good way to have a look at those, at the website, okay? And you can use a variety of those and things like Glassdoor, etc., to find out more about the company, to research it, because there's nothing more putting from a potential employer's point of view to have somebody turn up to an interview and you say, right, tell us what you know about our company, and you've just got a blank look, okay? That you haven't researched the company. That's a bad, bad day for you. So, Research them, understand them, all right? So you might say, for example, um, look at them and think, right, I want to work for a company that has over a thousand staff members, that they are situated on all continent, um, they're dealing with personal finance, they work with high income individuals, 
and they are looking to hire somebody of a graduate, you know, uh, background with skills in, uh, I don't know, accounting, financial planning, whatever it is. Okay, so try to identify specifically and then find those companies that match that. Okay, um, remember it's okay to, you know, whittle it down. That's a great word to whittle, to reduce it down. You're going to have to eliminate some companies. It's okay to do that. And perhaps just pick the top five or the top ten, ultimately, that you've identified to start reaching out to. Now, when you think about it, look at it from the point of view is who's the most valuable to you as a potential employer. Look at the perks and benefits that they might offer. Okay. Um, try to be strategic about this because sometimes it's easy just to forget that there's a lot of things that make up a good job and it's not just the salary. For example, you can have a great salary but work for an absolutely sadistic employer who treats you like rubbish and let's face it, we've all been there, haven't we? You know, you don't want to be working with a complete bully or tyrant who makes your life hell. Even worse is if you end up working for a bully and a tyrant and they don't pay you anything at all. That's just a bad day for everybody again. So try to work out who is the most valuable employer from your point of view. And value isn't just about the money, it's about the perks, maybe they give you flexi time, they give you family friendly policies, they might give you life insurance, a company car, maybe dress down days, uh, incentives, holidays, I don't know. But try to work it out on all levels, okay? Um, when you look at it in the past, think about your previous jobs. If you had some previous jobs before this, look at when you've been your most successful, what have you enjoyed the most? And are there any sort of synergies or links or similarities that you can see in your previous roles to this new potential high value employer? Because if so, that's what you want to be pointing out. But you've already done this successfully for another company, very similar to theirs, and you'd love to do the same again for them, okay? You also need to have a look at, um, from your point of view, what, okay, what you were interested in doing for them. And you might have some questions for them too. So when you finally get invited to an interview, don't go into the interview and when they say any questions, you just say, uh, no, I think you covered everything. It's an awful response because it just sends a signal that you're not that interested in the job. Now, you might not uh, be thinking you're not interested, but that's what the employer thinks. So always have a good question or two lined up for the end of it. Maybe ask them more about the company, what they hope to achieve in the next five years. Like they ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? Ask them. Ask them the same. Where does the company want to be in five years' time? What markets do they want to reach out to? Um, how best do, uh, do they feel they could utilize your skills in the company? What opportunities will there be for you to use your sales skills, your customer care skills, whatever it is, your financial coding skills to help them achieve their aims? Right? And are there opportunities for you to move about within the company and assist other departments? All of those are great questions for you to use because it shows you've got an interest in the company, you're looking at working there longer term, and you want to make a difference throughout many departments. So these are lovely things to be exhibiting to that potential employer. Right. Um, when you think about it, it isn't actually that difficult. It's about identifying your unique strengths. Okay, both prior to applying for the company and then also in that interview. It's about pointing them out very well in your resume. 
okay? And then, of course, communicating that in answer to their questions when you get, not if, but when you get in front of them. And it will be when, if you join my group sessions, I absolutely guarantee you're going to get better chance of getting job offers coming your way for interviews. The main thing here to take home is be a specialist, not a generalist, okay? You can't be everything to everyone. Um, you can, though, be the perfect solution for some people at some point in their lives. It's like being married, for example. If you think about it, you know, we try the best we can, but sometimes you can't be that perfect solution. Sometimes you can be for a short period of time, but then companies, are like married, if they move on, right, relationships. So don't be disheartened. It happens, and it's just sadly a fact of life. So be that specialist and know when your time is up, when you have specialised enough and maybe it's not working anymore for the company you're at that's the time you should be looking at moving on um, or trying to move somewhere else within that company where you can use your skills so this is important never get stuck because it's not good for you it's not good for the employer and it's certainly not good for the business and um, frankly it's the same with anything like friendships relationships whatever places know when is the time to move on Okay, if you're no longer making a difference, if you're no longer contributing, um, it's a sign. It's a sign for everybody that it's time to move forward. It is the right thing to do. And when you think about it, if you're a specialist, it's much simpler for you to market yourself. You can then just have one clear message. You can focus upon. So instead of thinking, oh, I've got to think about how I'm going to respond to all these different types of questions, if you're going to different types of jobs and interviews, you no longer have that problem. You can get very good at rehearsing and practicing specific responses to specific questions for your specialist market. So it's better for you. You have more chance of converting one of those interviews into an actual job and a good job offer at that, right? So write down your strengths in two or three sentences. Try to focus on putting them into question and answer responses for interviews. And again, if you don't know how to do that, come into one of my sessions. We all do that together in these group practices. We interview each other, we work together in groups, and you really will have a lot of fun in working out what to do or not to do in these interviews and what to say, all right? And remember, do what you do best. So when it comes to your job, focus on doing what you're actually able to do really well and what you're passionate about, okay? If I wasn't passionate about coaching, I don't think I'd be able to do some of the long hours that I've done. I wouldn't be able to keep going through health problems that I've had. I've had so many, it's just been ridiculous. But because I'm passionate, somehow I keep going because when you find and love what you do, it kind of helps you keep marching even in the very tough times. So for you, identify what you do best, direct your efforts and attention to doing more of that for the employers that want you to do that. It's where your biggest opportunity for success lies. And that actually is the key to finding a successful job that you can throw your heart and soul into. But when you apply for when you go to the interview, you've got to speak so passionately about it, they'll want to hire you. That's why it's important to only pick certain jobs, certain employers, and get rid of focusing on the rest, okay? So I hope that this has helped you identify a few things, if not many things, that will help you kickstart your approach to looking for jobs at the PT to emigrate or just improve or progress within your current country. Um, as I said to you, I'd love to help you some more. 
do jump onto one of my group sessions. We're starting in a couple of weeks. We're going to trial this throughout July. If successful, I will continually roll these out and add more dates. So you're very welcome to come and be the first of many in my classes. And I hope that no matter where and what you're doing right now, you're having a good, good start to your day or end of your evening and remember the journey is the destination here so if today hasn't been the best perhaps your English has let you down a bit today do not get disheartened you have another chance to start all over again tomorrow and remember at the end of the day failure is not final it is simply the willingness to keep getting up and going on and punching forward that matters. So with your English or whether it be your job search or your relationships or your family, whatever's going on for you right now, take a break by all means, take a pause. I know what it's like, but then get up, move forward and keep punching forward. Nobody can stop you, only yourself. Okay, and if this has resonated with you, if you'd like to ask me any questions at all or just want to check your level, jump on again, ESLbusinessenglishexperts.com. You can book your free 30-minute Zoom trial coaching session with me so I can check your level for you. Or simply just click the link if you know that your level is a C1. Come and join one of my group sessions. We'd love to see you there. As I say, $7.95. That's a price that, quite frankly, I don't know what I'm doing. But let's see what happens there. I'd love to see as many of you as possible. And let's help you move your lives forward in 2022. Stay safe. I've been Coach Mark. You've been great. Have a good day. Take care. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.